Horror movies are more than just empty thrills. They are a mirror that reflects the darker sides of our culture and our psyche. Each episode, we will go beyond the first cut and discuss the themes and topics that hide below the surface. I'm Dave, Professor of Communication. And I'm Vince, Professor of Psychology. Welcome to A Dark Impression. Welcome, Dave. Welcome back. Are you ready for another? This is not a top five list, five list. I am so excited for not a top five, top five. Today we're going to be talking about demon movies or movies with demons in them or demonic-like things because I have a very hard time with limiting it to just demons. But I tried my best. Evil spirits, fallen angels, or whatever you want to call them. Popular trope in the, the... horror movie genre. So I think it, there's a lot more than, than five that we could mention, but yeah, I'm curious to see what you have on your list. So what would be a good movie with demons as a, uh, a central figure? Yeah. So the first one that I thought of it, for me, it can't be a not top five, top five list without mentioning Ari Aster apparently. And for, for me, the first one that I came up with was hereditary. I just okay. thought that everything about that movie worked well. It was it had the right amount of drama. It had the right amount of horror. It had the right amount of creep me out. It had that like dead little girl's face in it, which really skeeved me out. But it worked so effectively within the film. And just the the the, the demon itself or the the demonic entity, I suppose it. It, it came about in fits and bursts. You, you never quite knew when it was happening. And when it happened, it was very impactful. What about you? That was a good one. So as a disclaimer, it would be really, really easy for this list to use The Exorcist. And I will purposefully not use it because we've talked about it. And, and I want to give five other movies, kind of their their, uh, spot to shine. So instead of going for The Exorcist, I'm going to go with The Exorcism of Emily Rose. And I know this is one that generated uh, mixed reviews. I liked it. I like the fact that it was a courtroom drama and a horror movie at the same time. I like that you had both perspectives of the medical perspective on, on her trouble versus the religious perspective on her trouble. I like the fact that it wasn't like you didn't see the demon itself. It's one of those movies where you can always kind of explain everything Mm. rationally, but there's always that little piece that's just missing. And I thought, I thought it did a really good job at leaving the, the, the viewer going, huh, what if, so yeah, Exorcism of Emily Rose, solid movie. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I might only have four because I chose The Exorcist for one of my. Uh, <laughs> no, go ahead, go I ahead. Feel, it was my rule, my rule for me. I feel, I, I, I feel kind of like a, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a, a demon loser right now. I, I couldn't come up with anything better. I just love The Exorcist. I love it. I, fair enough. So, w- what is it about The Exorcist that um, past all the things that people would? think of what is something else that makes it such a great movie? I I think the fact that it just, and I believe we mentioned this during our exorcism episode, but 
the fact of, that The Exorcist influenced so many other films after it, it was so important in the horror genre yeah. that I I felt like I should I should mention it. You know, as a, as a film, it was very much a masterclass of making a horror, which you know William Friedkin I think can be hit or miss on his movies, but for Exor- The Exorcist, he was definitely definitely on for it and you know what the sequels i might get some flack for this but they all weren't so bad they they weren't as good as the original but they they certainly i've seen worse movies so mm-hmm. i just think that the 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 exorcist and that concept as a whole i mean max von Sydow is the priest you you have them or it's one of the priests i suppose yeah. you have you have them in there she's floating above the bed it's just it's so it's so visceral it's so violent and i just it, it's one of those films that I think whenever it's on, I can watch it and it always creeps me out. I will say one thing for that movie. There's quite a few movies that I've read the original, the, the book it was based on. And I think there's two movies that come to mind where the adaptation is so faithful to the book. And that's one of the two, The Exorcist. The other one is Requiem for a Dream. And Requiem so, for a Dream could be uh, could be a horror film. Yeah, um, it, it easily could. So, what's your what's your number three demon movie? So, I had the the witch or the vivich, depending on how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> I I thought that that was just a, a fantastic, fantastic slow burn horror film. Yes. It has Anya Taylor Joy in it, in what I believe was one of her first major roles, if not the first. And yeah. one of my all time favorite bad guys, Black Phillip. I mean, yes. How can how can you beat Black Philip? We could do an episode on the goat entirely. I yes. think he was just he was such a great presence. You know, Black Philip. They had a song about him. What else can you Love say? It. Love that movie. Good. What did you have? It. So I'm staying in the exorcism category for this one. I'm going to go for the last exorcism, which is a really interesting take on that genre. It, it mixes the exorcism with the found footage kind of themes. The lead actor is just uh, absolutely amazing. The writing's good. The pacing's interesting. And the end feels like, huh, okay. that, that, that it, Things went really, really bad. Okay. Like, I, I love a movie that doesn't end well. And this movie really doesn't end well. So mm. it was, and it was good. The the, the possession was, was well done. The characters felt real i know this i love yeah love the uh, last exorcism that was one of the movies i i believe i saw uh, in the theater and i went there not expecting anything and it completely took me by surprise so it was a solid one i'm gonna go nice. for another one go for it you went for a classic with uh the exorcist i'm gonna throw another classic in your direction the omen oh yeah Damien. okay yeah such a good movie creepy kid I don't know if he ever acted after that role. He could have retired and his career was done. He was absolutely amazing at being creepy. Yep, everything in that movie, all the deaths are really well done. I got to say props to the nanny that goes, Damien, on his birthday, I'm doing this for you. And then for those of you who've seen the movie, you know what's coming. And for those who haven't seen the movie... Watch the movie, and then when the nanny starts saying, Damien, I'm doing this for you, just hold on to something, but not a rope. Uh, yeah, it's just a good movie. Just solid all in all. Great production. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, def- definitely enjoyable film. My my last two are both Sam Raimi films. I'll start with 
the Evil Dead, of course. I'll let you decide Evil Dead original or Evil Dead 2. I like Evil Dead 2 more. Yes. From me, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, but I appreciate Evil Dead 1 more because of how low their budget was, the fact that they're essentially student filmmakers, right. um, and how much work and creativity went into it, and how many careers it launched. So I will I will go with either one of those. I just love the love the possessions in it. I love the comedy. I love the just the the use of everything within that film. It's it's perfect. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful film. Always enjoyable to watch. And it created the the cabin, which yes. pops up in so many other horror movies because of how iconic it is. And it created Ash, played sure. by none other than Bruce Campbell, the man with the amazing chin. The series that launched a thousand careers, or chins. at least a couple, or a thousand yes. chins, as it were. The the second Sam Raimi film I have is Drag Me to Hell, which is from the late 2000s. Yes. And it's essentially, for those that haven't seen it, it's kind of like a an updated version of Thinner, except instead of getting <laughs> thinner, she just gets cursed. It has Justin Long in it, so maybe that's good or not, I suppose. But if you're not Justin as a main Long, character. Just as a supporting character, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember what else the the main character's in, but I remember Justin Long being in it, and it's it has the typical Sam Raimi post Spider Man. There's humor, there's polish. It's not as kind of rough and tumble as Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, or Army of Darkness were. There's definitely more more money put into it, but it's still it, it's a return, I think, from him from those Spider Man movies, kind of the which were good, but. They were very much cookie cutter superhero movies. A return to him back to some of his roots where he's able to explore uh, horror through the use of comedy and, but only a little bit, kind of like Evil Dead. It was there when it was, when it worked and when it, when it didn't work, nobody forced the comedy. And so you end up with a legitimately creepy film with some very funny moments in it. I'm, I'm detecting a theme, Dave, in your selections. I, I mean, I, I think that I, I'm just really bad at selecting demon movies. I think that's the theme. No, no. I, I think there's another theme, and that theme is goats, because there's a great goat sequence in Drag Me to Hell that ties is there? back to the Is there? I don't remember that goat sequence. How can you not remember that goat it, sequence? It's been a while since I saw the film. What happened in the goat sequence? I, I will leave it at that. But there's a goat. There's a goat and a, a, a seance, and an attempt oh, yes, to reverse yes, the this, curse. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that you're is, right. That I is think quite the goat. It, it's a goat thing. Now yes. that you mention it, I am barred from petting Zeus, so that that <laughs> might also have something. How many okay. did you have left? One or two? So I have two left. One is from the '80s. The other one is from the '90s. One is serious attempts ish at a movie by a classic director. The other one is more of a comedy horror comedy movie. The first one from the 80s is by none other than John Carpenter, and it is Prince of Darkness. And I like that movie. I thought it was a good, creepy kind of uh, horror movie. I absolutely loved Alice Cooper being cast in this random hobo chief of the hobos around the possessed church. And I thought the 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 prop at the end for this kind of creature was just, it, it was great. It was, a, it was a great kind of demon and creature movie with like green goo involved. It, it, it had a lot of good elements of uh, 1980s movies. Plus it's a John Carpenter. So lovely movie. 
not my favorite John Carpenter, but a very good John, uh, John Carpenter. My last movie is, I, I debated a lot and I thought, eh, I'll throw it in the mix. It's a 90s movie. It is uh, starring Billy Zane and Jada Pinkett Smith. And it is none other than Tales from the Crypt present Demon Knight. Good it one. is, I mean, you got the Crypt Keeper, great character. You have this kind of 90s horror comedy, PG-13 kind of, so it was a, a palatable horror movie. Billy Zane was hilarious in that movie. There's a couple of scenes that I remember watching and laughing about that scene and then saying the line over and over again with friends and just laughing nonstop. Great soundtrack. I remember Megadeth played a song for uh, uh, and a bit of a, a metalhead. So it had a lot of good elements for those 90s movies that kind of flew under the radar. So, yep. Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knights. I think Tales from the Crypt should be brought back. That was always an enjoyable series. Had a good blend of comedy and horror to it. I like yeah. it. Goats, I'm, I'm waiting for Netflix to pick it up as a new... Netflix is good at bringing things back from the dead. Might as well bring back the Crypt Keeper and make a limited series. If they could do it for Unsolved Mysteries, they can do it for Tales from the Crypt. The Netflix uh, folks, when you're watching this and you get your good idea, we will collect royalties and that's okay. We won't ask for much. Well, thank you, Vince, for your not top five, top five demon movies. I think you had some good choices in there. I'm off to go rewatch... Drag me to hell to remind myself of the goat scene fully. And uh, if anyone else has any, any other goat horror movies that you particularly enjoy, let me know and I will be glad to watch them. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to A Dark Impression. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Rating and reviews make the world a scarier place. Consider leaving one wherever you get your podcasts. A Dark Impression was produced and edited by Vince and Dave. All movies are copyright their respective sources. Music is from Adobe Stock. All rights reserved.